0: Oh, yeah. Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other... Than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday the 15th of November 2013, and this is episode 51.
1: Hello, Beam. Hello, Jelly. You're sounding very chipper today. It's almost as if you have some sort of new technology around you.
0: Look, I wouldn't call it... I wouldn't call it chipper... I mean, I have. I, I, I'm I'm pretty chuffed because I've got my new my new MacBook Pro. Uh, it's one of the ones that was recently released uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks back. Um, it had been getting a lot of good reviews, and I, I can I can attest to the fact that they are that it lives up to pretty much every single one of those. Um, it is ridiculously fast, and uh, and uh, I've got I've got a terabyte flash drive in it so not bad uh it's also got lots of space on it the ssd is is rather amazing you may remember you may remember that uh i was planning on dual booting it with windows um i think we may have talked about this in the past maybe i'm thinking of somebody else but uh i decided to to throw windows 8 On there, or specifically, I guess now Windows 8.1. But I had a copy of Windows 8, uh, which I got on the cheap for for a um, because I develop, and uh, they were giving them away like for twenty bucks or something to uh, iOS developers, so so that you could go and port your iOS uh, apps to to Windows 8. Right, which is never going to happen for me, but (laughs) I, I took advantage of it anyway. And so I, I I boot camped uh which is the fancy stuff for setting up uh Windows on your Mac. Uh I boot camped Windows 8 and so it's a um so it's it's all installed on a separate partition and I can boot into either one depending on which one I want to do.
1: Now, how dirty do you feel after using Windows on your MacBook? Like I you, so like so dirty. How many times do you have to wash your hands before you're you're comfortable with yourself again?
0: Oh, uh, I have to. I have to uh, disinfect my entire body. That's that's how it goes. Now, the reason there was two, basically two reasons why I decided to do this. I I decided to do it because a I needed to. I need access uh, to Windows. No, not Windows. To Internet Explorer for website testing and that sort of thing. Right. So that's that's one of the reasons. Uh, the other reason is because I want to be able to play Age of Empires Two. <laughs> uh which we talked about was available on Steam.
1: Yeah, the the new the HD re-release.
0: That's 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 right, yeah. So I so I installed it for that as well and uh and so subsequently I've played that. So I can give you I can give you a Mac user's perspective on Windows 8 and Windows 8.1 because the copy that I had uh was Windows 8 and then I had to do the upgrade to Windows 8.1 which was a which was a bit of a pain. I'm going to I'm just going to go out there and say that um it kind of brings back to mind uh the old days of upgrade of like doing a reinstall of windows you know you'd wipe everything off and then you'd install the new the copy from your cd or whatever you had uh and then you'd have then you'd start the uh the drawn out process that is updating windows um because you'd have to go through and updates with uh, a whole bunch of uh just software patches right and then upgrade you know, and then install a service pack because the service pack would only become available after you'd up, you know, yeah. set set up certain updates, and then you do that again and do the next service pack.
1: The, the computer may restart several times during this process.
0: Yeah, and so the same thing happened when I upgraded to Windows 8.1. Um, even though that's that's like, why not just have it so that you know it checks for that, you know, checks for new versions, uh, you know, when it's actually installing Windows 8 and downloads the required stuff, right? Not a great first run type thing, and uh it, yeah wow like uh, the 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 lack of start button really threw me like a lot more than I expected it to hmm. uh in Windows eight, and I'm very glad to have it back for windows eight point one because the whole the whole activity of going to the top right or bottom right corner uh, and then and then going like and then moving the mouse to the middle after the little bar shows um to get the start button. Uh, I could hit Command, I guess, on mine, which is which maps to the Windows key. Yeah, but that that's that's lame.
1: Well, that's what I do because it's it's not worth it to try to do the whole hot corners thing for anything. Like I, the the keyboard shortcuts are a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, obviously, those, I think the shortcuts, the mouse clickable stuff is more there. I think for tablet devices. So that you can sit there and go, you know, oh, I, you know, obviously you don't have a you don't have a keyboard. You just go, oh, I just tap the corner over here, and that brings it up.
0: Well, that makes sense.
1: Well, I think now that I've said it, it's actually, I don't think it's it's not tapping, it's it's swiping. But essentially, you're still, you know, it's it's made for, you know, essentially you touch the corner and that brings up the yeah, because whatever, whatever sub menu you're trying to access.
0: The whole idea of like hovering your mouse in the corner because you don't click or anything on the computer, I you know. just hover it and it shows up yeah
1: well you, you got to think it's probably similar to um like in max you can have you know well obviously you would know so i'm i'm just more saying with people who don't know you know you have like the whole multiple workspaces right and i'm sure isn't there a way that you could probably make a one of your corners move to the next one or bring up some other menu or something like that
0: you don't need to with with max the way that it works the the they're called spaces um the multiple desktops yeah And so one screen can have, you know, several desktops. And I use that all the time. And I'm using it right now. I've got, I've got at least three of them set up. Um, the way that it works though is that, uh, you just, you swipe. So on a, um, on a touchpad for a laptop, it's a, like, it's a two finger swipe, you know, either left or right, depending on which way you want to go. Right. And it's pretty much the same on the, on the, uh, Magic Mouse as well. So you do the same thing, and I think you can do it with control arrows as well. So you can. There's, you know, there are multiple ways of doing um, it. Yeah. it. It's kind of more like the dock in in uh, in macOS, uh, like that 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 sidebar thing, um, because it has it is essentially the same sort of idea. Like you can you can dock it, like you can put the dock the the Mac the OS 10 dock on the right-hand side of the screen if you want to right um and you can also hide it so that it will you know hide out of the way which is what i do um but the thing the difference it is is that you don't go to a corner to show it you just go to the edge of the screen or the bottom of the screen depending on where you've got it docked right and it will just appear um and i think that's why it got it felt so it's it felt so wrong because i i I would move my mouse to the side because I knew that's where it was, but it wouldn't do anything until I moved to the top corner and then moved back down to, you know, select the stuff. Cause it was in the, like, it was in the middle. It wasn't even like, okay, we're going to move it so that it's close to where you're going to use it. Right. Um, it was like, it was significantly, like it was essentially a two step process, sometimes a three step process in my, in, in my brain in order to get it to, uh, to get it going when, when in, like the like the start button, for all its uh, you know for all its problems, was a one step process. You go to the bottom, you know, bottom left corner of the cr- screen. You click it, and you, you're there. Yeah. And you've got all your options. But I, you know, and so so the the return of the start button is is very useful. But I mean, there's still some stuff that's only available from that that side menu. Um, they have they have thankfully moved it so that made it so that depending on which corner you go to it moves the contents uh closer to that so you still have, you still go to a corner but it will at least you know show up when you you know uh shop shop at either at the top or the bottom of the screen right. depending on which corner you're using but i mean in many ways it just feels like it it feels a lot like windows um yeah. It's really like the the whole idea of moving back and forwards between Metro and and the desktop mode, I guess, is kind of a bit awkward in my mind. Um, I find that really difficult to get used to because it's uh, I can like some apps show up, show up in like in the start like in that in that bar down the bottom of the screen the, the taskbar, I guess, yeah. Alongside, you know, the start menu button, but then some apps don't like the Metro apps don't show up down there. They actually show up in their own like
1: task menu thing. Yeah, well, see w- what I've done, and I think I may mention this when I when I did my pseudo review of eight point one is I, I mean, like I have no, I I almost have no need to use any of the Metro apps because I don't, you know, I'm not using a tablet, I'm not using a touchscreen laptop, so like I I can't really get any benefit of having, you know. A Twitter app that can go full screen or a Skype, you know, like I can, I can just go to the Twitter website and hit maximize and have the exact same effect if I want to with, while still having the ability to swerve through. Yeah, sure. So I just use that start menu. I've essentially gotten rid of everything off my taskbar, moved everything to the, the start screen and just use it as a glorified launcher, like program launcher. Yep. And, And that way I get, you know, like I'm still using. Metro like the Metro mode a bit and it doesn't feel as jarring because I know oh that's just where I go to launch this you know yeah okay um, but like yeah, it was I, I don't know how it would be for someone who who actually wants to tr- you know try to use both both atmospheres but to me to, like to me that the, the Windows 8 apps are really only useful if you have some sort of like a, you know like a flip screen type device that you can sometimes make into a tablet because that—that's what they are—is their, you know, their tablet apps.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, that being said, you can—it's not like you could ever really fully get away from them, because I mean, f- for starters, apps like the marketplace are like they're, they're Metro only; they only appear in Metro. Yeah. In fact, all the Metro, all the Metro apps are just Metro only. But apps like M- the marketplace, like you're going, you're going to use that eventually, regardless of whether you prefer desktop mode or Metro mode. Um, because that's where you, that's the, ideally, that's where you go to get apps for the system completely. Mm. It, it's kind of like the Mac App Store in that regard. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, it, but uh, at least it's not like the the thing I like about uh, the, the thing that I think works for, for, um, the, where the whole, you know, two separate environments thing, uh, you know, two completely separate environments thing that, that Apple has with OS ten and iOS is that I'm never, I'm never, suddenly running like an app that's designed for tablets on my on my giant screen. Yeah. Um actually actually this is this is um this is something interesting that I that I've discovered and you probably wouldn't run into this unless you're running it on a on one of the uh one of the relatively new uh retina Macbooks um because because the retinas the retina screen right is really tiny pixels like really tiny. And uh by default, Windows doesn't know what to do with that. Um, Windows likes to think of pixels as as pixels, and so you know everything is designed to be you know one one to one kind of ratio, yeah whereas retina screens are designed to be like a two to one ratio so you have you have two pixels that kind of a one pixel or one point is actually what they are. Mm. And so on 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 OS ten it works great because OS ten is designed you know to work with these things. Um, so you get like really sharp text, really sharp pictures and stuff like that. But the app sizes don't change, really. Um, they they still look great. Uh going to Windows and using it, you have to use the like the boosted text size, <laughs> like the accessibility option for boosting your text size because otherwise it's it's tiny. Uh And then comes the bit, the second problem, because if you've got an external monitor, which I do, I've got a Thunderbolt display that I plug into my laptop, uh, which is just a normal, like it's just normal. And then the text is ginormous. (laughs) Then the the text is enormous. You can't set that on a screen, like on a screen dependent basis. Right. And I think that's a down, that's, that's, that's one downside, but it's, it's something that is not like uh, until, uh, until, Windows computers start actually using like high DPI uh screens uh in combination with you know external screens that aren't high DPI that sort of thing isn't going to come up. Right. Um but it is one example of where Windows has uh it, it where it was really awkward because I either I can either have like the screen on my Retina on my Retina screen looking great and looking proper size and perfectly fine. While I've got you know my Thunderbolt display, which is enormous anyway, uh, has enormous icons, enormous bars, like oh, huge text, like it was ridiculously big. Right. Uh, or I can have it regular on my Thunderbolt display, and really everything is really tiny on my um. What you need
1: on my main display. What you need to do is just take take your um uh external screen and just move it even further away from you. Just, just like clear across the room, <laughs> and then it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the way that you have to use Windows. You have to stay as far <laughs> away from it as possible.
1: Um, but I guess, uh, obviously, some issues. But I, I kind of feel like those are kind of because you're using, like, with the Retina displays, because pretty much you know Macs are the only ones that have those type of displays at the moment. So it's not surprising. I'll be
0: honest; they shouldn't be the only ones. Mm. Uh like I, I've. I've not actually fully like it was hard to comprehend how good a retina screen is on a full size laptop until I started using it without the external display uh, which which happened on Tuesday um because I I had to leave the house while some things were going on uh, at the house um um, tiles and and th- what have you and uh so i was only working with the retina display and it's really like the difference is is amazing like it's really clear everything is so clear it's so good it's it's really really nice right. i haven't experienced the whole thing where that some people have with with the retina screens going back to a normal screen and then having like and then being not being able to stand the normal screen <laughs> like i can yeah sure i can see kind of see the pixels but i sit far enough away from my screen that it's not really a big problem anyway right. um like even sitting here and looking like looking between the two screens right now they don't really look that much different until i get like until i get really close but right. but the retina screen is is amazing and it makes a really big difference um when when you when you're using it kind of solo um and i i'd like to, i would like to see microsoft and, and other you know other uh, like and the computer manufacturers start to use this sort of technology like high dpi stuff on more than just phones um because i think it makes a huge difference like just using it it's it really like it really is a much much better experience so i'd like to think that eventually microsoft will actually have to deal with this
1: Maybe Windows eight point two,
0: maybe, maybe. But in the meantime, I'm I'll only be using Windows sparingly as I uh, as I you know when I want to play my game.
1: Well, I, I think I think even if it did have uh su- you know proper support for your retina screen, uh, you'd probably still only use it sparingly yeah because you don't really have any reason to go to windows <laughs>
0: yeah i i don't like windows anyway i'm just i'm just finding the i'm i'm just finding the problems that i think are yeah you know, very specific rather than just complaining about it in general because that's not that's not really mm. it's not really the th- thing to do um anyway i mean yeah look windows eight point one is definitely a big upgrade from windows eight um i can see that they've put a lot of effort into you know trying to make it better which is which is excellent i haven't Explored the whole thing, you know, from top to bottom because, well, I can't, I don't really care to, (laughs) but it is, uh, it is an impressive update and, um, hopefully, you know, as, as time goes on, the, these, you know, minor releases, I guess, uh, will make them, will make it, you know, that much better a platform, um, rather than the service pack type thing where, I mean, it really didn't, they didn't really change a whole lot about the, the system, the underlying system, um, i i th- I think I should mention before we kind of move actually move on to proper topics um because you know wow, we've already been going for a while now <laughs> is that uh my my laptop i is named ramona uh f- and for those of you who know the uh books like the book series Scott Pilgrim, you will know oh. who that is. I had the opportunity when I booted into Windows to use a different name um for the i mean for the hard drive not just the hard drive but for the computer like the way that the computer actually announces itself right and so i've decided to call the windows 8 side of it envy
1: <laughs>
0: um that's kind of an only a joke that you will get if you've read scott pilgrim or pro- possibly watched the movie um and so i'll i won't explain it any more than that we'll just move on to the next thing
1: well you know what Th- that's actually a decent segue because do you know who who was in the Scott Pilgrim movie? I, I don't know if you remember the the I think what maybe second Evil X or the third I don't remember Chris Evans, yes, who is Captain America, right? Which is a Marvel property, right? Which is doing more TV shows, which is our next topic.
0: Indeed, they are. That that's a yeah. bit of a reach, but okay, I'll give it to
1: you. No, 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 no. I we we will. Me and the listeners will all pretend that you did that on purpose. And I, w- I was just spelling it out for the, those, of, those of us that are a bit slower to, to help them make the connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, if, you, if you say so.
1: Okay. So, we did talk, I'm pretty sure it was last week, we did talk about, um, or maybe it was a week before, rumors about more TV shows from Marvel coming out, um, some on Netflix, that kind of stuff. So, th- there's been, I guess, actual details um, and confirmation of things as well
0: right these these details dropped uh last week um pretty much like pretty much as the episode was being was being uh released so we obviously didn't have a chance to talk about this like in full detail last week so uh it's but it's very exciting to see because uh this is essentially quite a lot of New Marvel content that's going to be that's going to be hitting our screens uh, and f- and pretty much all at once yeah. as well, given the way that Netflix right. works.
1: Um, I, so I guess the first part is there's going to be one other ABC show, ABC as in the American Broadcasting Corporation, not the Australian. Is it Australian Broadcasting Company? I don't even know what ABC stands for over here.
0: Australian Broadcasting Commission, I think. Okay. Yep. It's not a corporation or a company because it's a, it's a government I, I, think.
1: I think when we talk about the American one, we'll say American BC and the other one will be Australian BC.
0: No, I'm not calling them either of them that. <laughs> uh, I think that when we talk about an American show, we can pretty much- be safe talking about uh be talking talking about it as ABC and for listeners to understand that it's American uh ABC as opposed to the the uh, Australian ABC which we will only usually talk about in relation to Doctor Who probably <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who but first of all the Marvel stuff so yeah, they had another. They've got another ABC show. On right.
1: Around. So there, there haven't, as far as I'm aware, there haven't really been any details about what show it's going to be. But they, they have pretty much said there will be one more show on ABC.
0: Yeah. Right. I reckon that. I reckon this could possibly because we've we've heard lots of rumors about there being an Agent Carter show. Right. We we hadn't up until up until uh, they actually announced the shows that they're going to be doing on Netflix um they hadn't actually there'd not really been any like major rumors about what it could be um what the or what these shows could be like they were it, it was pretty much silent on that front but agent carter the the show that's based off the one shot that was attached to iron man uh sorry iron man 3 that like there was a there's been heaps of rumors about there being a show uh based around that and based around that character i should say and so maybe the new abc show that they're doing is going to be the agent carter based show as opposed to another That's property. true.
1: And they they could even almost play it as a, a spin-off of shield, you know, like may, maybe there's a shield there might be a shield episode at the end where they talk about oh, you know, old agents who have worked for them and you know yada 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 and then, oh, look at that. It's you know, it's a segue into a into a new series.
0: Right. And if you if you actually watch the agent Carter um, the the agent Carter one shot. Have you have you seen it? I haven't at all.
1: No, because well, I don't. Okay, ha- so I don't if have you Iron watch the Agent Carter
0: <laughs> one shot, if you watch it, uh, which and I won't, I'll try not to spoil it too much for you. Uh, but the end result is that she ends up going to work for Shield. She gets a call from Shield, and they want her to go into the you know the main office or whatever. And so, I think the idea is that she's going to work kind of high up in in Shield, right? And so, this is like this if. If they do uh, the show as kind of an after, after what happens, you know, in Agent Carter, the one shot, then it could be, like, basically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but set in the, what, the, is it the 1930s? Um, well, no, it's, and it's so, after World
1: War Two, so it would be uh, at, least f- at least late at least 40s, because I think World War II ended 45 yeah. somewhere, somewhere around there.
0: Anyway. Uh yeah, i um, clearly history is not my thing. Um, <laughs> but but you know the the idea is that you know it'll be based uh you know post Agent Carter the, the Agent Carter one shot um in my mind anyway, and so then she'll be working for Shield. She'll be doing possibly very similar things to what uh what Agents of Shield is doing, but with what will likely be a very different feel. Um, because of not just the time period, but the characters that are, will be involved and that sort of thing. So, look, I, I think that it's it's definitely something that we can kind of hope for, because let's be honest, the world needs more women superheroes. And I mean, she's not technically a superhero, um, but I'd still watch. I'd still watch it. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, again, we we have no details on ABC, so everything that we're saying right now, or everything that I'm saying, is speculation, and and you know kind of what I'd like to see as opposed to anything that we'd we will actually be seeing. Um, right. But the Netflix shows the 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 Netflix shows that we we know about, we actually know uh what they will be uh and what the plan is with them.
1: Right. So the we know there's going to be four shows on Netflix. Um and we also know what they're going to be about. So we we have I guess as the the four characters, we have Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, an Iron Fist, and they're all supposed to. When I guess those shows kind of build towards um, a miniseries for uh, for the Defenders,
0: right? It's working in a very similar way to uh, to the way that the Avengers work and the phase the phase one type and the phase two type thing, right? Um- so each each uh individual character each of those four individual character characters has their own show uh has their own uh series i guess to in order to kind of flesh out that particular character a little bit and kind of give them a bit of background and and you know, let you let you really get introduced to them uh um, individually we only know of one se- season like they've only committed to a 13 episode season of, for each of those characters at this point in time but the way that the press release kind of was worded suggested that uh suggested that there will be more po- than that possibly coming so there may be there may be several series uh leading sorry several seasons of each of each character leading up to the the defenders miniseries, uh which is essentially you know a smaller uh avengers uh type type scenario where they each of these four characters will you know join together to be in the miniseries
1: right now one of the, the i guess the little rumor mill about that as well is the defenders one of the g- people who plays a decent role in that in the comics or at least uh, the defenders is kind of like the avengers in the sense that it's not always the same members and it's kind of you know they're they're always you know sometimes it'll be you know four kind of what these get these are very uh, I guess street level heroes, and sometimes it'll be like you know bigger you know I guess more a listers as well. But one of the people who's semi consistent is Doctor Strange, right? And there's there's also been talk you know talks of Doctor Strange movie as well that's supposedly in the work. So you know who knows this might be kind of a they they either might a tr- choose to maybe say, use this as a launching point for his movie. Or it could be completely ignore the fact that he's sometimes in there and keep them completely separate. Because, like I was saying, both of these four they they're not they're not usually the you know save the world from the giant you know alien guy who's about to eat the planet type heroes. Um, right. Like I mean, they, they they all have at various times been on the big teams, uh, you know, like the what, what I'm going to call the A lister teams, but they're more. The types of heroes, like you know, Daredevil's the type of guy. You know, he he's only in Hell's Kitchen. That's pretty much the only place you see him. And he's he's more about dealing with like the kingpin and it's you know organized crime and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, so like I, I and I, that's probably why these four are kind of all being made together in the sense that they're all similar. You know, they're they're very down to earth heroes, right? A bit a, probably a bit grittier than the than the what Marvel's put out so far.
0: And I think it's interesting that you suggest that they could lead this could lead to a doctor Strange movie because uh it's actually been uh suggested by Marvel or rather disney i guess um that while they don't have plans to make feature films about any of these any of these full characters uh, if depending on how popular they end up being uh there could be feature films that like they they, they- wouldn't be okay against making feature films for each of these characters. Which I mean, that that's neither here nor there, but it does suggest that if you if you have a particular like if you like if you're enjoying the ca- these the characters when they when they do eventually make it to Netflix, that means that you have the opportunity to actually, uh, you know, make have have a feature film made about this about one of these characters or possibly right. all of these characters, uh, simply by uh making sure that you you watch it you talk about it you tweet about it you do all the kind of you know you get involved in the uh, in the show uh in in all you the you that. know usual ways that you can oh, do that you know, create many Tumblr posts about particular characters i don't know
1: M- maybe maybe share uh podcasts where two um handsome co-hosts talk about it
0: right yeah yes. very handsome co-hosts but i mean that that's it's, i think that's a good that's good news because that means that uh it means that even though these these guys aren't necessarily popular superheroes, they have the opportunity to become you know, right. to become more popular, uh through through uh simply by th- through fan yeah. engagement, which is awesome. Now,
1: you know what's funny is um I already have in my mind, I already have a celebrity, an actor to fit Luke Cage. Um someone who's and and before you say it, no, it's not Don Cheadle, but but yes, I mean it it is always but that's not who I was thinking of in this situation.
0: Well it can't be Don Cheadle because Don Cheadle is already it's Don, and you can't have him playing it's Don two Cheadle's character.
1: twin brother Ron Cheadle. It, it's please, it's it's just Don Cheadle with like a different <laughs> tell hair. Me you're <laughs>
0: kidding. <laughs> I really want to see. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I really want to see uh, Isaiah Mustafa. Uh, That's what as I was Luke just about Cage. to say.
1: Yes, that that was the whole point of this before I went into the Don Cheadle joke. For those of you who
0: don't know who. Isaiah Mustafa is. uh, you might remember him with the line, "Hello, ladies.
1: Look to your man. Look at me. Look back to your man. Look back at me." <laughs> yes. <laughs> or the, "I'm on a horse." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. The man your man, the man your man should smell like.
1: Yes, he's the Old Spice guy. Yes, the original the old, old Spice guy. guy.
0: Yeah, not not the Terry Crews one. The Terry right. Crews one and. Actually, the Terry Crews one is possibly second, second on my list of the best Old Spice guys. <laughs> and Fabio was just, just, he barely even makes the list. Like, right. I, I didn't like the Fabio ones at all. I like the, I like the original Old Spice guy. He's, he was awesome. And, uh, that is ISI so Mustafa. And it has been talked about that he could be Luke Cage many, many times. And so he's hoping that he will actually get the opportunity to play it.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure it's not just other people talking about it as well. Like, I think he's put his name for it. He goes, "I'm pretty sure he's tweeted a couple times, you know that that he would love to do it if, if given the opportunity."
0: Right, and uh, it's actually interesting because, um, right, the the you know the you remember the pilot for Agents of Shield, um, the 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 character, the black character in that um, that for, that was uh, the, I guess the villain. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't. It's not that I don't remember. It's more that I don't really know how to classify him. In that particular sh- episode, um, but leading up to you know with all the trailers and stuff that came out beforehand, leading up to it, many people thought that was going to be Luke Cage, and that and I got really disappointed by that because I was I was like I've always hoped that Luke Cage would be Isaiah Mustafa simply because I think he would do a an amazing job. Uh, mm. and, uh, so, but, you know, and that, that didn't turn out to be the case. You know, that guy was not Luke Cage. It was a whole other thing that they had going on. So he's hoping that they, you know, they choose the right guy. Marvel, Marvel, make it happen. That's yes. That's what we want to see.
1: Yeah. I, I think I'd be all right with that. But and then, of course, you know, at some point they'd have to write in the line, like, You know, either I'm on a horse or I'm on a boat because I'm pretty sure he says both. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, oh, I got it. I got it. Like, he's, 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 someone calls him and goes, Where are you? And he has to go, You know, I'm on a boat, you know.
0: (laughs) Right, right. You know, they've got to, they've got to throw in a, throw in a a little, um, nod to his, uh, to, to his previous work. Yeah. They do Uh, that all the time in shows. So. Doesn't, it, would, wouldn't be uh, inappropriate or anything like that. <laughs> of course not.
1: Now we, we do know some, I guess, some actual details about uh, the people behind some of these shows. Right. Uh, for the Daredevil show, Drew Goddard is going to be writing it. Uh, he co-wrote Cabin in the Woods, various episodes of Buffy Lost Angel, Alias, and he also wrote Cloverfield.
0: Right. Yeah. So he's he's a he's kind of a a Joss Whedon. Uh, alum, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, um, from a, like from you know a production team alum as opposed to an actor alum, which is what most people know about. But he's also obviously done work with J.J. Abrams, so he's he comes from good stock, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um So you know, so he, he's a, I guess, a, a big enough name where you know it's it's not something to be worried about. About oh gosh, they've chosen you know that guy. It's you no, know, He's he's done he's he's done enough pieces in in, in, in separate. Genres, I think, to be able to pick it up quite well.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, as long as he, as long as they don't cast, uh, as long as they don't cast Ben Affleck, I think we'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> considering he's Batman now, I don't think they'll also make him Daredevil again.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see.
1: Well, plus I, I doubt they'd want him to do that. Well, a he, he probably wouldn't make the the to the television.
0: <laughs> they they wouldn't. Uh, well, yeah, no, that's 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 true, isn't it? Uh, but they also wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't want to. Uh, align themselves with the uh the previous uh Daredevil movie which yeah. was terrible. Yeah, Wh- which uh, was a uh, spin-off which was also terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um uh, but what I'm hoping they do though, though I well, actually I will take a pause and say um Colin Farrell I I don't I don't I I think it might be a stretch to say he was good in that movie but he was at least he was at least Colin Farrell in that movie so somewhat enjoyable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but his character was kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, well, what what I I hope they what I hope they do just while we're on the topic, Daredevil, like because like the comics, Daredevil can get really dark. Like it's not a you like I think the movie tried to make him like a you know like it's it's all very even though he has bad things happen, it was it was your traditional comic book movie. But I think Daredevil tends to travel like he's more likely to have a crossover with the Punisher than he is Captain America. Do you know what I mean? So, it's kind of a right. different, yeah. it's a different feel. And I, and I hope a, th- I hope they go with that. Not necessarily, you know, shooting mobsters type go with that, but at least a bit more.
0: Right. And I think, I don't think that Marvel is uh, is scared of doing that, especially now. Because, I mean, the original Daredevil film was a, uh, it, it, it belonged to the kind of the first series, like, first, hot, like, uh the first generation, I guess, of, of superhero films. Uh, so prior to Iron Man and prior to uh, uh, Batman Begins, um, when superhero movies were uh, kind of of a specific feel, I guess. Right. You know, you had the original Spider Man flicks. You had Daredevil, Elektra. Um, they they were they weren't heavy. They were they were action flicks. Uh, they didn't have a lot of this like of the variations that you see now uh between between movies and i mean there's i mean there's nothing that marvel has done yet that is super super dark and gritty uh but i don't think they're afraid of of giving each character their their uh, staying true to the feel of the character um despite you know regardless of whether or not it'll uh it'll play well with with audiences um the characters that they've done have kind of each had their own uh, had their own feel. Uh, you know, Captain America has had a specific feel. Uh, Iron Man has had a specific feel. Same same with Thor. Um, they've all had a had you know a, a, a kind of uh, theme to them, I guess. And so I don't I don't see why they wouldn't do, wouldn't carry that with with the uh, with the characters that they're going to be bringing to TV now. Um, that being said, I don't know that they'll make them, uh, super dark and make it super dark because, I mean, it still has to, uh, they still have to work in a crossover with these other characters that they've got, uh, like, you know, like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, who aren't necessarily, I don't think of that dark. Um, so.
1: They're, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're neither. Yeah. You're right. Like Luke and Jessica, they're not dark, but I'm, I guess they're gritty without being dark. If That makes sense. Um, because like like I said before, they are very they're street level heroes as opposed to skyscraper level heroes. Right. Uh, we we do know a bit about as well about the Jessica Jones show, and uh, we know that Melissa Rosenberg will be writing and producing. She's was the writer, producer, showrunner for the first uh four seasons of Dexter. Right. Um, she's also Which is a pretty good show. I've never seen, so I'll take your word for it. It's just too many shows out there. It's one I want to eventually watch, but just haven't gotten around to it. Um, yeah, so she's done that. She's also uh, the writer for all the Twilight movies. So, you know, she checks all the boxes. <laughs> uh,
0: that's that's me. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing there. Dry heaving, I guess. Yeah. Um, Sounded yeah, a bit Twilight.
1: scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, she... she in, in in this particular case I'm um, it's uh that that seems like a a really big kind of wide thi- like wide field so it's it's hard to tell uh where she'll go with Jessica Jones right uh, he's hoping that Jessica Jones doesn't get in, get turned into uh like a twilight feeling type thing cuz uh yeah I won't touch that with a 10 foot pole well um, oh, wait wait wait, wait. Th- that would be sad
1: i ju- i just got, i just i know where they're going with this now g- given given what she's written she's written for Jessica Jones will be attacked by a vampire, and that'll be the segue for the Blade reboot. Come on, that would be perfect.
0: (laughs) I don't think that I don't think we want to use Jessica Jones as a segue uh, to a whole other thing. I would prefer that they did a really good job on just on her as a character because let's be honest, um, this is the first female superhero who's got her own thing going on. It's not a movie which is kind of sad uh but it is at least a guarantee that there's going to be at least 13 episodes plus uh you know an inclusion in another series where she's going to still play like a fairly major role right um, this is this is marvel testing the waters for female superheroes and if we don't if it doesn't do well then there's every chance that they won't like that they won't continue to make female superhero r- movies and I really want a black widow movie dang it <laughs> <laughs> so well, d- jessica d- jones has to do well.
1: well here's the thing though is that jessica jones hasn't is rarely an actual superhero at least for most of the comics i've ever read she's always been like a uh, a private eye or kind of more of a uh, support is the wrong term, because that's not quite what it is. But like, she she's not out there yeah, putting um, on the 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 cape, the cape is, and tights, you know.
0: But here's the thing: like, this is this is the first chance that we've got for a female lead in a in a Marvel picture, which most of them is most of them are are superheroes. And I don't know, like while she's not, she probably doesn't fit the the technical. Term of a super, like the technical definition of a superhero. Uh, I mean technically the things that Marvel does are superheroes. So yeah. for the purposes of that, this is the first, uh, the first opportunity that we've got to see a leading lady in a Marvel flick. Uh, you know, we and I, I say superhero movies because or, or superhero stuff because we we also haven't seen anything from the DC side of things and they do fairly similar. Kind of co- type of content to what Marvel do, uh, you know, superheroes and the like, um, you know, and everybody's vying for a, a Wonder Woman flick, and uh, and we seem to be going very slowly towards that, uh, and it may happen, but we haven't got any sort of you know actual stuff to to go with yet. Um, this is actually like they've committed to at least thirteen episodes of this character, um, so regardless of who she is. Um, or, or what she does, like this is this. I, I feel like this is definitely a uh a, a, them putting their toe in the water, testing to see whether or not this is going to be the sort of thing that they're going to want to do in the future. Um, and which is why I say this needs to be, this needs to work in order for uh, for Marvel to be making female superhero flicks. Yeah. Um, because uh, if if this doesn't if this doesn't turn out the way that they were hoping then what's going to end up happening is they're go- they're going to like whether or not they do this uh you know knowingly or not it, it's going to make them more cautious about doing female stuff in the future and we want to see more of that we want to yeah. see more more girls taking the stage
1: yeah. Well, I, I want to point out that I wasn't trying to say like, oh, this doesn't count as a superhero movie because it's, you know, a girl, that kind of thing. I was more trying to say, I think they're, they, there's still the possibility that they're playing it safe. And so they're kind of choosing a superhero who's not, you know, like, I think if if you saw like a Black Widow movie, it would be about her going out and, you know, taking down the bad guys where Jessica Jones would be about her, like, kind of investigating and kind of skirting around you know and then you know eventually doing something but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the yeah, sure. it wouldn't be the traditional it would still be like a different yeah you know, like like they're still i think it would be their way of saying it's a female superhero without actually making a female you know like a a, a captain marvel right. type female superhero
0: right um and but the, but this could lead into that yeah in the yeah. future. um if this does well right um yeah, no, I think I think that these shows, and we've been talking about these for a while now too. We we just keep getting stuck on one topic, and it's almost time to wrap up. Really, uh, we've been talking about like the, these shows are looking really good. Um, I'm I'm really interested in seeing them uh, when they come to Netflix. Um, sadly, it's going to be that that makes it more difficult for Australians to get their hands on them. Uh, you know, unless you have ways of skirting. The uh, the geo geo blocking, but they will eventually, I guess, come come to Australian uh, TV as well. Um, but I am very interested in seeing seeing these come when they come when they come out. Uh, it will be. Uh, it, I I it I'm I'm very happy to be getting more Marvel can, content. I'll be honest. Uh, Agents of Shield um, has been going pretty strong recently, and uh, I'm really enjoying enjoying that as a show. Uh, and Thor, Thor, the second Thor movie, as we talked about, uh, I think I think was a was a uh, huge improvement and a huge uh, huge boost to the to the uh, to the Marvel franchise. So, so you know, I I can only see things you know getting better in the future at this stage. They're they're doing uh they're doing good things uh in my mind um, so i'd like to see and i'd like to see more of that
1: yeah well i think ov- overall marvel's going at a good pace um and i mean like they definitely put on a lot of good stuff and yeah just hopefully as time goes on it continues to get better and we get to see more and more characters that they you know normally they would have been a bit a bit too timid to put out
0: yeah right um yeah and i i mean it's it, they they owe this the success to the the fact that you know that uh su- they've that to the fact the way that they've done uh they, they've a- approached this whole thing um they approached it with with superheroes who while they weren't necessarily uh you know major superheroes uh that were well known uh, so so to speak um, they have definitely approached them with superheroes that have been very popular. Captain America has been ha- has been very popular with uh, with many people. Uh, Thor hasn't necessarily been so popular, but Loki has definitely yeah. been. Uh, and really, you can't have one with, one without the other. So uh, they made a good a very good choice there. Iron Man was obviously immensely popular and continues to be and uh you know pe- people they they made the right choice with with certain casting decisions there uh you know and not just not just for Iron Man either because I think when they cast Tom Hiddleston as Loki they made a massive like that was a really good choice like it was <laughs> it was a perfect casting in just the same way that uh casting Robert Downey Jr as Iron Man was also you know perfect casting it was it was spot on and making decisions like that has is is what's led them to being uh you know to being so successful with this whole with this whole uh
1: cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. And 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 let's be honest, if they can continue to make those those really good decisions, uh they they will uh, the cinematic universe will continue to get better uh even as it continues to expand to include uh new characters and and new uh New stories, I guess.
1: Yeah. Now, now, if you're interested, um, in, in, I guess, hearing a bit more about, Mar- I guess, how Marvel's made the decisions up to this point and maybe a bit of where they go in the future. Um, the Nerdist podcast, uh, which you can listen to once you're done listening to us. Don't you dare interrupt us. Um, uh, Chris Hardwick on the Nerdist has, has done some interviews with Clark Greg, Tom Hiddleston and Kevin Fagie. Who is the, I think it's Feige. 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 Do you know what? I'm just going to call him Kevin F. Because I think, I think, we, I think we're <laughs> all clear that his last name starts with an F. So Kevin F, who is the president of production at Marvel Studios, and he's kind of had a hand in Marvel movies all, all the way back to, um, X-Men stuff. So, like, he's been around, right. he's been around for a while, and he, and he's, I, I think, I think he's part of the reason why it's gotten good recently is because, Like, he's a fan. It isn't just a business thing to him. Like, he's, yeah. He, him and and the people he works with, like, they want to see good stuff come out.
0: Right. Uh, And I, I guess that, that, that's what, you know, has helped them make such good things because they want to make good decisions. They want to choose the right person as opposed to making choices based on how much it's going to cost, uh, or, or the, or the like. And I mean, they've, they've, they've been, there have been a few, few decisions that have been, you know, monetary, uh, because, you know, you know, and that's why we've seen you know changeovers, like the fact that they moved from um uh, the original roads to Don Cheadle. I, I can't remember the guy's name.
1: The non Don Cheadle, I think, is what we what we'll call him. The
0: not the the yeah, uh, you know, and that was that was a money that was a money situation where he wanted more money than they were prepared to spend. But um, which is funny. But that being
1: said, which is funny when you think about it, that you know, Don Cheadle is a much bigger name. So he's he's yeah. asking more than the more famous actor asked for,
0: <laughs> right? And so, uh, and, and you know, and it, 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 I guess it kind of led to a, a good decision as well because Don Cheadle has done really, really well in that in that role, uh, and I think works really well uh, alongside of of uh Downey Jr. um in in that series, and one can only hope that he'll get a chance at his own uh his own movie as well. And maybe some inclusions in the Avengers, Avengers 2, Age of yes. Ultron, perhaps.
1: Okay. So, uh, uh, I, think, I think this is the podcast for um, filling in details that we, like, just talked about that all of a sudden got answered. It's like they knew that we were talking about them. So, one of the things we mentioned last week was that uh, there were rumors that, I think it was last week, there was rumors that Star Wars Episode 7 was going to be pushed back. Right. From the May release date to something Christmassy. And guess what?
0: We, it, it, that's what happened? Yes, that's
1: exactly what happened. And
0: we, we know about
1: it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So, so Disney um, has announced that so the Star Wars Episode Seven release date is December 18th, 2015. And that shooting will start oh, in January. That's
0: really odd because that close to Christmas, you'd think they'd wait for a Boxing Day release, which is what they do with a lot of other movies.
1: Well, you know, it's possible that it might be releasing in the 18th in the US and the 26th over here, and in other countries that actually celebrate Boxing Day.
0: Right. Yes. Well,
1: or that actually know know of Boxing Day it's not really a celebration as much as it is just another day off after Christmas.
0: Right. Um, but that's that's an interesting date, and it will be. Uh, I I think it'll be like that. It's it's very close to Christmas, but um, you know, and. Yeah. Actually actually we, we may not actually get up end up getting to uh to to review it until like till the new year. Yeah. That will be sad.
1: Yes. Well, I mean again I assume it's one of the things I'm sure they've thought it through. There's there's probably other movies coming out around that time that they're making sure that Star Wars gets its you know, its its proper place in the pantheon of other movies being released during the Christmas season
0: no it'll it's it's an interesting i i think it's an interesting date uh you know and maybe it will change for for australia for australian audiences uh but at least we know we've got a date uh now which means that we it means that things are progressing right because yeah. they i mean they do set they do have a tendency to set dates before you know before the script is finished uh but clearly like uh clearly they've been you know with with uh with with JJ abrams at, at the helm you know with all the stuff that we talked about with the with the script writers being you know being jostled around uh clearly they have enough uh faith in the fact in the script now that they're able to uh to uh, to provide us with a with a solid date for when it's going to be when it's going to be released and 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 that being said i mean it's still it's still like two years in the future so uh at at this stage you know, it's like 20, 25 months away uh, at this, at this stage. So uh, we still have a way ways to go before we see any.
1: Stars. Right. Right. Well, like I said, or like I said in the beginning, like they're only going to start filming in January of, of next year, you know? Yeah, right. So, so that's, that's, that's the, I mean, I, I guess screenwriting is the first step and she, filming is the second step. So it's, it's still quite a, quite a ways to go um i guess the the other bit of announcement news, so to speak, is that it will be in three d so they're they've kind of the they're, they're planning that from the beginning
0: and so are they do do we know if they're actually filming it in three d or are they post converting it
1: it's post converting because they're they're filming it on film it's not digital <laughs>
0: that's what i think of that um i'll be honest watching a film that is post converted to three d is pointless um actually i can i can actually uh, talk to that in regards to Thor right because the first time I went and saw Thor and yes I've seen it twice now <laughs> uh the first time I went and saw Thor we went and saw it in 3D um and the second time that we went we didn't see it in 3D and honestly like it makes no difference to the film um I mean there is some depth that we that you obviously miss out on but as far as like I didn't walk out of it going you know the second time going oh if only we'd seen it in in 3D this on um, this second viewing I feel like the 3D added so much to the viewing experience it didn't and it never does Um, I mean at least when it's filmed in 3D it's actually fairly good quality and uh, they typically you know make efforts to uh, utilise that well Um, but in this particular case like when it, when it's post converted, it's it it never works like that. Yeah,
1: and I'll, I'll be honest, I've never seen a three D movie where I've said I've really enjoyed the fact that that was three D.
0: I've seen a couple, right? I've seen a couple where I feel like it added to the to the experience. Uh, Tron actually was one one of those uh, one of those things. I don't know if it was filmed in three D or not. Uh, but all of the stuff that they do on the grid in the grid, uh that's all three D, and the stuff that's outside of the grid is just done in like in two D, right? i feel like it added to the experience of doing stuff in the in the computer simulation um that's one experience and i mean that when uh the how to train Your dragon has has excellent three d because uh you there's there's a there's a sequence where you fly where where he's uh where hiccup is flying around on tooth on toothless back and uh they they go, you know, they go flying through, you know, through big columns and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's just gorgeous. And the 3D actually adds, does add kind of some depth to that, uh, making it just that much more exciting, I guess. But that being said, like, you don't, you, you don't lose a lot when you, when you remove 3D from the picture. So, um, I mean, the fact that they're, they're, they're filming it their film they're planning for three d means that there will possibly be some you know some uh additions to it which uh which might you know make use of that but that being said post conversion three d post conversion uh is still terrible um and I continue to think that you know movies made that are post converted to three d are just not worth watching in three d
1: yeah well I I'd rather them take take the time and money that's gonna take to convert it and just focus on making sure the movie's good and releasing it like that, rather yeah, right. than going through the effort to up converting it to 3D. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that's being that being said, it's time to wrap up. So guys, if you would like to read about any of the things that we've talked about today, uh we will put links to those things in the show notes uh, to the articles that we've used. Uh, All you need to do is go to our website, jellyandbean.co forward slash 51 and all those links will be there ready for your Uh, viewing pleasure, I guess. Clicking pleasure? I don't know. Anyway, if you would like to uh, get in touch with us, we love it when you get in touch with us and so you should. And to do that, all you need to do uh, is jump on the on the website as well uh, jelly and forward slash contact and uh, from there you can write an email write maybe write some poetry or something i don't know write an epic saga of your life in uh, in,
1: in in a haiku just in a haiku just to keep it interesting an
0: epic saga in a haiku And, uh, you know, you can send it to us and we'll we'll read it and, you know, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll relish in your deep, meaningful writings, I
1: guess. Depends on how good it is.
0: If you'd like to talk to us individually, you can do that as well. Bean is on Twitter as Brandroid Attack, B-R-A-N-D-R-O-I-D-A-T-T-A-C-K. And I am at Jelly Bean Soup. Do you need me to spell that out for you? No. No, it's, they're very simple words. Three simple words. Anyway, guys, it's been amazing. We look forward to talking to you again next week. I will see you then. Bye. They made a couple Punisher movies, didn't they? Like, they made a second yes.
1: one. Yeah, they've made quite a few, but they're always like.
0: Neither of them were very B-li-
1: good. They're always like B list actors with B list scripts. You, you know, it's just. it's Someone's got to. I think it must be someone else owns the rights. It must be the only way that they're getting away with that. I mean, I feel like. I want to say it's New Line.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Let's see what. Oh, okay. In. It was Lionsgate that had it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: But, but in in May when when Daredevil reverted back, so did Punisher.
0: So it says uh, Ghost Rider,
1: Ghost Rider, Punisher, Blade, and Daredevil have all reverted back to Marvel.
0: Oh thank God those those uh, Ghost Rider films were awful, awful. Yes.
1: <laughs> However, I actually really like the Blade movies. I mean, like the second and third were iffy. But like, I thought the first was really good. Like, Wait, I actually did you say really Blade enjoyed...
0: Has reverted back to Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: It, it was. It, it was new line before. Right. Um, but that being said, with Ghost Rider and Blade, they could easily do the whole supernatural thing. You know, like they they could do something similar to what they're doing with the the Defenders. Yeah. Like they they could do those two and do like a Doctor Strange thing. You know, and have yeah, it all yeah. be.
0: Very supernatural type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In regards to Ghost Rider and Nicolas Cage, I'm I, I think that Nicolas, Nicolas Cage should be banned from acting. Just, yeah. just oh, straight up awful. he needs to be banned. Um although I'm very keen and I don't know if you know about <coughs> this, but every now and then I see a little bit of news about it. Uh and it just makes me laugh. Um have you I assume that you've heard of the, the book series Left Behind. Yes. Uh, they and I've I assume that you know about the movies that they made. Uh, there was like two or three movies that they made that starred um
1: Kirk Cameron. Kirk, Kirk Cameron. I've seen I've seen one of them and it was so awful.
0: Yeah, they're they're bad. Um, they're they're really bad. The which people,
1: is funny because I actually enjoyed the books. Yeah, the like I was I was a bit, was a bit really younger good. when I read them, but like I thought they were they, they at least kept my interest.
0: The books were really good. And they had like there was a whole like they had two series that they did they they had the the adult series I guess which was yeah, the standard the, left behind stuff and then they had left the behind the kids, uh, yeah. which was also really good. I mean it was it was excellent um you know for kids. But I don't know if you've heard, and uh, I'm going to look up the article because this is just the the website because this is just great. Um, the people that have the rights to making uh to to make those movies. Um, Rather than continuing the, like, continuing those, that, that franchise, I guess, uh, with the, you know, with the existing actors and stuff, they've decided to, um, reboot it, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm sure that you've probably figured out where I'm going with this. Uh, they, I make a guess. They, uh, they've made some very interesting casting choices as far as, uh, as far as the, this new movie is concerned. The character of Ray Steele. Uh, the pilot if you may remember is yeah, being, yeah, the yeah he's uh, they they've cast uh, in that role they've cast nicolas cage uh, <laughs> which is which is what got us onto this topic in the first place uh th- buck williams the uh, role that was originally played by uh kirk cameron yeah is being played by chad michael murray from <laughs> uh from One Tree Hill One Tree Hill he's also apparently been on Gilmore girls and Dawson's Creek <laughs> uh early on in their casting they cast ashley Tisdale as uh chloe Steele, um mm-hmm. but they've re- they've they've replaced her now um uh, which is which is news to me because i i they clearly uh this this that changed uh since since the last time i looked uh and now it's being played by uh, somebody called uh cassie thompson who i actually don't uh don't really know um from anything else they've also got uh the the, the character Irene Steele so um the wife of of Ray, Rayford Ray Raymond Rayford Rayford Steele uh is being played by Leah Thompson um who you will know from Back to the Future she played uh she played various roles in the Back to the Future trilogy most notably Marty's mother um, okay yeah um <laughs> yeah there's some there's some real like there's some real interesting choices that they're making with this this update um, but they had a whole lot of money apparently and so rather than uh, rather than you know doing you know doing a crappy job with the crappy films they've decided to do an even crappier job with new actors uh, who knows this is a movie that I'm kind of looking forward to not because i want to see it do really well and you know want it to be an amazing movie or anything like that because i just but just because i want to see how bad it is how atrociously yeah. bad it is despite the fact that they have like i guess nicholas cage is probably an a-list actor i don't know would you class him as an a-list actor
1: uh, not not out of quality, just out of name recognition.
0: Name recognition, yes. Quality, he'd definitely be like a Z-list actor I, in in my in my mind.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's funny with with movies like this. Like you, you will randomly get like really big actors, or at least maybe not naming always really big, but like character actors who who are famous. You'll get them in like random revelation based movies, right? Um, like I had, oh, there was one I, I watched when I was younger. Um, it was M- Megiddo, the, the Omega code two, something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it, it had Arlie Ermy, the, the, the guy who's always the staff sergeant. In any military movie, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the you know, I think, I think you, you know me, see him, you know, the, you yeah. know, you ladies get down, get me February, you know, the old guy, yeah. him as the US president. Of course. Um, and then it had, oh man, what was his name? There was someone who was like, I think he was like the false, the false prophet was his, is who he was supposed to be. Oh, Michael York was in the movie. Right. The, uh, yep. And the other guy is is Udo Kier, who the name is not familiar. But if you see him, you'll go, "Oh, that guy!" Like he he always plays like a bad guy. Like he looks like someone who who's a vampire. <laughs>
0: uh, I suppose that's better than looking like a, looking like a magician.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I think it says. I think it says Chad Michael Murray was in that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> uh awesome awesome wow really oh, let's well, what is it? so it said he was cast but i can't see yeah like i mean he, i don't think like, he, he wasn't like the main character but he was i think he was the main character's brother right oh man <laughs> i guess i guess that's his thing now
0: <laughs> uh just yeah wow christian movies they're the worst like just so bad